That is one of the newest members of our music team, Melinda. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. All right. Two talks up here. All right. So as we, I, I mentioned, we are uh, talking about the brow chakra today. We're coming to the end of our series. Um, and if you missed any talks, in case you didn't know, all of our uh, talks are uploaded onto iTunes. So you simply go to iTunes, click podcast, enter Bodhi Spiritual Center, and you'll have it right there. And it's free for you to listen all throughout the week as well as to pass on to your friends and share. It's a great way to spread the word of Bodhi and to invite people to come join you here by listening to one of the talks. So you can always find us there too. So um, today, the thing that we want to focus on is we've, we've grounded ourselves in the lower chakras, the more earthly chakras. We moved up to our heart space, which brings um, that starts to connect spirit and body. We opened our throat chakra, which is the portal through which the heart and the mind connect, and we speak our truth and freedom. And today, we rise up into the brow, where we access divine guidance and inner wisdom. It is the voice of inspiration and intuition. Um, divine wisdom gives us the ability to focus and see the big picture. It gives us the ability to um, discern. And it gives us the ability to uh, lean into deep understanding without having to necessarily have the experience in the world of form. That is the gift of divine wisdom. There's worldly wisdom, which you get when you fall down five times or you go down that alley so many times and you do the thing you do until finally... A thousand times later, you go, oh, maybe I should stop doing that because it doesn't feel good. That's earthly wisdom. And we have lots of ways that we're continuing to grow in that area. But when we're done or when you awaken to your spiritual nature, a part of you starts to say, I don't need to learn my lessons the hard way. Maybe I don't need to fall down that, that, into that hole over and over again. Maybe I can start listening to the voice of God inside that's only wish and hope is to make your life graceful and easy and to know yourself as that. See, the voice of divine wisdom is transcendent. It is that part that doesn't need justification or reason or proof from this world. It just knows. And very often, you know, you'll hear the the comment, you know, that idea that um, she's wise beyond her years. She's a wise soul. It's uh, it's, It's the person that somehow is accessing deep knowings within themselves and able to share them. Divine wisdom brings clarity and direction. When you're, when you're um, feeling stuck and lost in areas in your life, you can turn to wisdom, and it will, always, it will always give you the guidance that you're seeking. I love this one. Divine wisdom dances outside of the confines of any hierarchical structure. We look to the world, we create rules and systems in the world that support the flow of our divinity. But very often, we human beings start to cling to the rules and cling to the ways of the world and the laws. And suddenly, we, even though we've outgrown them or they've served their purpose and it's time to birth new ones, we cling to the old ones and we suffer. And it's the thing, you know, well, that's what the laws are. Well, that's the rules. Yes, we made them, but we must always have breath around them for the voice of spirit to bring what's wanted to be known and new in the moment. So we look to the world, we participate in the laws of Caesar, if you will, 
but we do so from our spiritual nature, always open to what is wanting to be known and experienced and expanded right now. Divine wisdom does that. And divine wisdom activates our intuition. That is where our divine wisdom works. It causes us to, or it opens us to the ability to hear, to see images of spirit. It, it causes an opening inside ourselves that, that we so desperately seek and want to know. It says in Proverbs, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words and swerve from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. I love how they give wisdom the female pronoun. I think that's fabulous. She's fabulous. <laughs> the challenge is when we look to the world instead of looking within, when we look outward instead of looking within, we're looking at the effect. We're, we're, we're trying to access um, our guidance out here, and it's impossible. And, you know, it's, it, everyone's got an opinion, people. Everyone's got an opinion. If you ask enough people what they think, they're going to tell you. But you also know if you ask enough people what they think, you become more confused. You, be, you, be, you can become more uncertain. You know, even if you test something outside you and the voice agrees with your inner wisdom, there still can be a point of making you even question more because you looked outward. You looked outward. Divine wisdom takes us inward. And this is something I want you to understand and get because this is a very, very important teaching. It is that intuition is only right 100% of the time. <laughs> intuition is, I actually got that yesterday. We were in the LC retreat uh, a couple days. Thank you, our leader champions. We were, we were out for a couple days doing work together and, and our trainer brought that to us and I loved it immediately. So I pass it on to you. Our intuition is only right 100% of the time. Which means that if you will begin listening to it and obeying and following its guidance, your path will be clear. Your path will be blessed. It will occur for you. But how do we do that? Well, Scripture tells us clearly how we do that. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, which we often do, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault and it shall be given to him. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So if you lack wisdom, the guidance is go to God. That makes sense. God gives generously without finding fault. Please breathe that part of this passage in, because you have a part of you that believes there's something wrong with you, it has to be better, it has to be good for you to get this. And the God of your being that is unconditional, perfect love doesn't score keep. It doesn't sit there. and it, it, There's no way that you can be good enough for it. There's no way that you can be bad enough for it. There's no way that you can be outside of its favor. Whatsoever. Unconditionally loving God is just here to answer you. But this is the catcher. When you ask, you must believe and not out. <laughs> Got us there, didn't it? Must believe and not doubt. Hmm. Now that deserves some pause. Because the truth of the matter is, that's where we get stuck. We get stuck in the doubt. And why do we doubt? Because we have been trained and conditioned to trust what we think. 
over and over and over. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Well, think really hard about that. Well, make sure you think that through, right? Think, think, think. Your thinking muscle is so dang big, it's just ridiculous. It's this big, huge, overused, enormous muscle. But your faith, your intuition muscle has not been strengthened the way that your thinking faculty. So when it comes to a decision, when it comes to know something, you pop into your head. You pop into the faculty that does not give you what you need. The mind is here to, to manage the directions from getting from A to B. The mind is here to help you make choices. The mind is here to discern how to get around and operate in the world. But it is not here to give you it wisdom. It is not here to awaken you to your divinity. And we have gotten trapped in this mind that thinks and thinks and judges and second guesses and says, go this way. And as soon as you start to go this way, the mind says, well, maybe you should go that way. So you start to go, the mind goes, well, maybe you should check that out. The mind will never settle somewhere and it will never take responsibility. It will never settle and it will never take responsibility. And you're following it. And you're following it. And this, oh, you did it to me again. That turnaround is so good. And this. Maybe now? No? Okay, I'll go back here. (laughs) Okay. And this passage, this passage clearly says not to go to the mind. Go for wisdom. You lack wisdom. Let ask God, where do we find God inside ourselves? Not in the thinking faculty, in us, in the center of our being. That's where it lives. Here's one of our biggest challenges of why we don't know how to trust or follow our intuition. And hear this. And we, again, us little champions were taught this yesterday, so I'm just passing it on to you because I so love it. You have thousands upon thousands upon countless times denied or or stepped over your no. Your intuition has said no, but you overrode it, overrid it, whatever it is. You, You stepped over it. You didn't listen to your no. And if you don't listen to your no and you don't listen, you don't listen, you don't listen, you don't listen, of course, when it comes time to really listen to your intuition, what do you do? You doubt. You doubt because it has been speaking clearly and intentionally. And again, nothing wrong with you. We've all been trained to ignore our intuition. We have been trained to ignore our natural impulses, to be liked, to make mom happy, to make sure dad doesn't yell, to belong, to fit in with the kids, to do whatever it is. We have been, you have been training yourself your whole life to not follow your instincts. You instinctual being you, right? So coming back to God means that we have to start listening. And this is tough work. It's called, to listen to your no is called, where do I have it? Eh, Let me find it. Thank you, via negativa. Via negativa, the way of the no. The way of the no. And we must take the time to get access that no and listen to it. And it's hard. I was doing with we us leaders yesterday were doing that with our facilitator. And it was like, oh, the water got really rocky. It was like, well, I don't know what. And, and we'd have like a no, but then we'd pop into our head. Well, the bias is no, but you know what I think. But if I do this, and it was like, it was almost, impo- it was like a, 
a buoy that, that you're trying to hold under a beach ball. You're trying to hold it under one, it pops back up. Like we have our attention in, in, our, in, our, um, in our intuition, in our body, that it would pop up into our head right away. We're listening for that yes or that no. And what we discovered yesterday, which is true about all of us, is that it actually, the body talks. The body is the thing to begin listening to, not the mind. Because the mind is stuck in the past. The mind is dicing and slicing. The mind is getting proof about what isn't working. The mind is operating in a way that is not in the present moment. The body is accessing everything in here now. And when you ask it what it wants and you listen, it will be a clear yes. It will be a clear no. The challenge is, the challenge for me is to create space for the no. To build relationship to it versus there's a no, get me the hell out of here. Right? No, something's wrong. There's something bad if there's a no here. Which is why we ignore our no. Which is why we don't pay attention to it. Because if I say, if I speak this no, that means someone's going to leave or I'm going to be in trouble. Whatever it is, there's something scary that happens within me and with many of us when we just, but the teaching is to just let the no be here and to be curious about it, but not in reaction to it. Because there's a gift in it. And one of the most important gifts of listening to your no is that it creates the way for your yes. You don't get just yes, people. You don't. Your body, your beingness has to discern and choose. It's discerning and choosing all the time. But if we're only listening to the parts we want to listen to, then there's no way you can trust that voice because you're not letting it speak to you fully. And, and again, I want to really emphasize, I was there yesterday while we were doing this practice, and I was back on the gym like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh my. I mean, I was holding on. I was holding on. It was crazy because we were practicing it, and it was so uncertain, and we didn't understand it, but we were trying to find it and get it. And that's beginning the conversation with the deeper voice. That's the practice of listening. You've stepped over so many no's. We've all stepped over so many no's, and we paid the consequences for that, right? When we step over our no, we get the karmic result of that in the world. We get, get, the, get the, the, um, the negative experience from it when we ignore our truth. But the, the, here's the great thing. So this is just coming to me. So I'm here. I ignore my truth, which puts me over here. Well, my intuition now goes over here, and I have a new opportunity. But I ignore my truth, which puts me over here. So my intuition comes over here. So everywhere I go, as far off course as I get, it's not like God sits back here and says, well, I'll wait for you to get back here. Good luck. Everywhere I go, guidance is. Everywhere I go. So no matter how far off course you feel, God's right there. The intuition that says, just U-turn, baby. Soon as, as soon as it's safe, just make a U-turn. Right? Right everywhere you go, the grace of God is. So don't make up a story, oh, I'm now so far off course. No. You're right in the center of God, period, period. You're right in the center of God, which is why God can pick up that heroin addict dying in the street and bring it back to life, pick up wherever someone's landed in their pain and suffering, no matter how deep the suffering, it's never, it's never deeper than the love of God, 
never. But we must listen to it. Here's one of my favorite, favorite quotes. It's a bit of a long one, but this is from A Course in Miracles. It is quite possible to listen to God's voice all through the day without interrupting your regular activities in any way. Let's just stop there. You can li- all day long, you can still be your goofy, weird self. You can do whatever you're going to do. Your mind can do whatever it's going to do because it's going to. And you can still access God's voice. Good news. Uh, the part of your mind in which truth abides is in constant communication with God, whether you are aware of it or not. Not that God is in communication with you, which is true. The part of your mind that knows its wholeness is in constant communication with God. So it's not a one-way conversation that's happening. There is a two-way fulfilling conversation that is happening in you all the time. Please hear that. Please hear that. Say amen to that. Just get get activated. There is a two-way conversation, a loving, directive, supportive conversation that is happening inside of you, and you're a part of it. It's just a part of you that you're not listening to. Let's move on. That part that is listening to the voice for God is calm, always at rest, and wholly certain. It is really the only part there is. The other part is a wild delusion, frantic and distraught, but without reality of any kind. Have you been there? Have you been listening to that crazy voice? This, try today not to listen to it. Try to identify with the part of your mind where stillness and peace reign forever. Whew, so that part is your God part. It's only called part right now because you think in parts. So that's the only reason the language is even given that way. Because it's the way that we can dissect it. There are parts of you. There's your God part, and there's this other weird illusional part that's frantic and goofy and got you doing really silly things, right? That part, according to the Course and all great teachings, it's not even real. But it will be real as long as you call it real. It will be your experience as long as you activate it as your experience. But the moment you practice taking your attention off of it and placing your attention upon the divinity within you, that part doesn't sit on the side And just wait till you come back. It actually dissolves into the nothingness from which it came. It's no thing. But what happens is we go to our divine part. And as soon as you come back, it's quantum physics, people. We place your attention upon it. Poof, it's there. You take your attention upon it. It goes back to the wave. It's nothing but pure potentiality. Powerful being that you are. The access point, your intuition. The voice that is always speaking to you. And you can find every answer when you feel it in your body and you're willing to listen. And it's a practice, you guys. It's a practice of a lifetime. So I don't want you to go home and go, you know, I'm just getting a no to be with you. Later, think a little more about that. Give a little more space. (laughs) You know, practice this with people that love you, that can let you kind of fumble and fall down in it. You know, when I find my yes, when I find my clear yes, it goes right here and it goes... And it's got really cool tingles to it. And it feels good. And I literally feel a in my body. It feels fantastic. It's so clear. And when it's a no, it's nothing. It's just nothing. It's no vibration whatsoever. It's so clear. It's so opposite. And there's many times I get a yes or I get a no, and I don't, I don't follow its guidance. Like, that's what I do. Or I get a, hmm, no. But I know I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I said yes from another part or I did something. So that's the opportunity for God right there, right there. It's not that I'm going to run out the door. Well, now I have a divine no. Good luck. 
there's another part. There's lots of things that are happening that I don't have full mastery over yet. But I always have the present moment to say, okay, there's a no here. What does that mean? What if I, what, like, like, what are the, like, it becomes a great place and opening to be together in relationship, right? But all it means is there's something wanting to be known, wanting to be said. Very often, if you unravel the no a little bit, you'll find your yes sitting right in there. And there's a part that you do want to do. You just got gunk over it that you made up. And say, oh, that's what you want. Oh, I can do that. I thought you meant this, 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 and this, and this. Well, how did it get all goofy? Oh, in your mind. You started thinking about it, right? So our yes, our no, they're sacred. They're, our way, they're access points to God. And for many of us, we're just starting. We're babies. We're just starting to get to know this part. So be gentle with yourself. Be very gentle with others. This week, listen to it. Listen to it. Keep asking your body, what does it want? And see what comes up. And do something or don't do something. Just listen. You know, I'll share with you, I shared this earlier this morning, that one of the things when we were thinking about food yesterday, like what came up for me, and you vegetarians just take a breath and relax for a minute. (laughs) My body undeniably was like, I want red meat. And it wanted, (laughs) yeah. But I wanted red meat like my body needed that new it needed something from it. Like I don't know if it needs it. I don't know what I don't want to get in my mind about it. But it was so clear when I listened, it knew what it wanted. And I have a story about red meat. I have a story that's bad. I'm so busy trying to eat all this other stuff and all these other things. You know what I do by the end of the day because I haven't given my body what it wants? It goes, screw you. Hagen does time. <laughs> Right? Now, there might be some emotional stuff going on there, too. But this was, this was good information for me yesterday. What if I give my body what it wants during the day? Wonder if it might be different. I don't know yet. I'll let you know. Might not be. Maybe I, I don't know. But what I know is that my body was so clear. It wanted something that society says is wrong, or I made up that society says is wrong, or that I'm going to die from. I, all this stuff. But my body just knew what it wanted. So those are the ways to play. Those are the things to explore. Don't start with your relationships yet. Start with a, start, start with a food choice, you know? Start with, start with what to wear, you know? Blue or red. Like, like play there. Play there. Because it's, 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 the waters will get deep very fast. They, and, and us leader champions know the water got deep on us. And we were like, whoa. I mean, we were just like bobbing all over. I love you for staying in the conversation, those who did. But we went into the deep water really fast instead of like going, let me just pick a color, people. I'm just starting here. <laughs> so, all right, let's take a deep breath. So our homework as we begin our to prepare for prayer is to listen to our voice, to listen to intuition, listen to the God voice. And to start asking our bodies and see what comes up through just exploration. For many of us, it's a beginning. It's a first step. So we've got to be real slow and gentle. We're not even walking yet. We're crawling. I invite our spiritual counselors to come forward. I invite the rest of you to take a nice, big, deep breath. If at any time you need an extra hand to hold, you can just come on up and take the hands of these spiritual counselors. I ask that they don't speak a prayer. You'll just be in communion for 20 seconds, holding space, and then you'll move on.
but receive the love. Just be together in the love. I begin with God. I begin with this magnificent light and life, this presence, this power, this thing that I could just give beauty, freedom, joy, words that point to something that is indescribable. This present moment light, this present moment power, life itself, life now, life with no death, life, goodness with no bad, this, this, this all-inclusive power and presence that is so good. It's so free. It's so non-judgmental. It's so, the things that we weren't taught as a kid. It's all the love, all the grace, all the joy. And it is who I am. It's not this presence that's overtaken me. I am that love. I am that joy. I am the life of God. I am that. And as I know this to be true for and about me, it's all of us. I don't stand here as an exception. We stand here together inside the truth. I am the life of God. And because I am the life of God, I am deeply and personally and profoundly connected to this truth. And I declare for each one of us that we are here now to listen, to hear, to know, to let the voice of inspiration, of love, of clarity have its way. And we hear it. We hear it. We're ready. We're ready to take baby steps to follow. Maybe we're ready to take big, grand grand leaps in its direction. But we open. We trust. We're here. Show us the way. Breathe. I'm ready to listen now. I've heard your voice before. Your ways have been calling me. And now I'm walking through that open door. I'm ready to listen now. I'm ready to listen, Lord. I'm ready to listen now. I've heard your voice before. Your ways are calling me, and now I'm walking open door. I'm ready to listen now. I'm ready to listen. Take a deep breath. Feel the space. Feel the grace. It is in this opening that I speak the prayer of gratitude. So thankful because I know that this prayer is fulfilled. So grateful because gratitude is the attractive vibration that brings this prayer into form. So grateful because I trust and I have no doubt. So grateful. And in gratitude, I release this prayer to the action of the Lord, knowing that it is done. And together we say, and so it is.